So welcome in to the Buttered Popcorn Podcast. I am your host this week, Connor, also known as the Movie Shark, if you go on TikTok. With me today is my co-hosts, Elliot, and our producer and editor, Andrew. How we how we feeling, boys? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Yeah? Yeah? I'll, yeah, before, dude, we're doing good. I want to I start this off real quick. So I, I get in here, and, you know, Connor, he, he texts me. We we're, This is like a month. We're preparing. We're, we're, we're working on podcast names. Episode one gets here. I'm like, all right, let's get the Zoom link going. No sound from Connor. I got no sound from Connor. We got a frozen Connor. Then he has to take off the laptop. He's going to his phone now. And then I get booted out. I get booted right off the podcast. And now I have to rejoin an absolute disaster to start this podcast. Connor, do you have any thoughts on that? Hey, do you want to fly to the top of Mount Everest or do you want to climb? Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. By the way, I guess before we start, we should probably say what this podcast is going to be about. Connor, why don't you why don't you give the people what this podcast is going to be? You know what? I was thinking about that, too. Is the inspiration for all of this not stemmed from iCarly for our generation? <laughs> they had to be the they were the first, like, you know, social media clout. So I, 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 I was genuinely inspired by Sam Puckett. I yeah, Sam, Sam Puckett. I listen, I, I, I think there's a lot of the, the early YouTube days. Fred, you remember Fred? Oh, We're talking, I don't want to remember, Fred. You don't want to remember? We have the talking orange, all that. All that stuff is culminating into this podcast landscape now. And this is. is where we are. So now we got three guys. We're talking about movies. I assume we're going to do some drafts. So we're going to do It's going to be a little bit of moth. It's going to be it's going to be drafting uh, some. I imagine some movie topics, some movies, best of best of worst of best characters, worst of characters, worst movies. And then we're going to do some movie reviews. We're we gonna do it. Throw in uh, actors we would have preferred seeing in said roles. Correct. We're gonna do it all. This is a. This is a. This is what's the? It's a Swiss Army knife of podcasts. This is. Yeah, there's really no end goal. No. Just, just some guys who like to talk movies. Yeah, we're just boys. We're just young men. <laughs> Andrew. That we Andrew. Are. Andrew, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm. I'm ready. I'm ready to get this podcast up and going. Get it off the ground. Andrew, you have a you have a you have a big role here because you are the anchor here. You have to keep Connor in check. You have to keep more importantly, you have to keep me in check because I'm going to go off on some rants. I do. I'm going to go I'm, off on some tangents. So you're going to you're the you're the you're the guy who has to just say, yeah, Elliot, you definitely are the mediator. And Elliot and I disagree a lot on some movies. That's right. And uh, specifically one we are going to speak of today. So you are going to have to calm us down. I'm ready. I'm ready to to hold you guys' feet from flying in the air. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> That, that was a great segue. Connor, what are we talking about today? Ah, so we got two movies for us. First one, because you and I saw it, uh, I believe it was the end of December, Babylon. That's right. We walked out of there just confused as all hell, and we didn't really have any words. You know, I know I definitely liked it more than you did, um, but we always said we would get back and talk like more what we thought about it later, and we never did. Perfect yeah, chance. I, when you think about, and by the way, I, we should establish this is episode one, guys. So, excuse me, we're feeling it out. Is this going to be a PG 13 or a rated R podcast? You want a PG 13? I'm not going to be able to hold back cuss words. Okay. Well, no, PG 13 allows unlimited shits, but you get like two fucks. So, I've just used one. So, that oh, means no. you get one. No, yeah, I, I'm not going to be holding back. Okay. I will, All right. I'll let you know that now. All right. So, we're rated R, <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, ba- Babylon varies episode to episode. <laughs> varies episode to episode. 
Um, Babylon was interesting. I, I'm a big fan of, uh, uh, of Damien Chazelle. I love his work. He's... I thought I was going to like it more than I did. But it, like Connor said, you just walk out of it confused, right? You don't, you don't really have a sense of like, oh, this movie's great. I understood it completely, you know. The lines, the dialogue, the story, the characters, everything was perfectly connected. I thought it was kind of like a, a jambalaya. They just kind of threw everything together. It was a three and a half hour movie. And by the end, you didn't, I, in my opinion, you didn't really have a sense of what this movie was. It didn't have like a, it, it, it wasn't, it didn't really have a, a, a set direction, in my opinion. You see, I almost disagree with you on the direction point. Merely for the, I mean, I loved the movie. Except for Tobey Maguire's part. Yeah. (laughs) In this movie, like, I think I gave it an 8.9 out of 10, if I remember correctly. However, if you would have taken Tobey Maguire's part out, I think the story would have flown together so much better. And it would, because I remember you and I both making the comment, it felt, we could feel that it was over a three hour long movie. Yeah. And that's never a good thing. That's not, that's not, that's not a compliment. Yeah. I mean, I felt the same way with Avatar The Way of Water, but and I know how you feel about those movies. Uh, we won't get into that. Different day, different day, kid. <laughs> However, but like, if you take that out and like, what was it? 25, 30 minutes, give or take, where yep. guys are eating rats. There's a jump scare with an alligator. It felt unnecessary. There was a 25 minute open where an elephant just shits on a guy. Yeah, I'm, I was going to bring that up too. Out of all the openings, that was such a strange one, but it did kind of set the tone of the movie. And, and, and here's the thing, though, like Damien Chazelle is a master at what he does. All, all of the scenes that you saw were good. The issue yeah. I had was that they all felt like individual stories thrown into one. Right. And I and I, I've never been a fan of the multiple character story story arc movie. Uh, I'm trying to think of one right now. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, I uh, the Christmas movie with when they all what's the Christmas movie? Everybody likes. Um, oh. Hold on. Hold on, we'll get there. Where Rick Grimes is holding the signs and he's... Oh, Love Actually. Love Actually. So, like, those those movies where a bunch of random characters are thrown into a movie and they don't really interact with each other, um, that I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that aspect. I've never been a fan of it. Um, and this was kind of like that. Of course, Brad Pitt and uh, uh, Margot Robbie's characters, they, you know, they met, they, they mingled. But it was never about their story collectively. It was about their stories individually. And I've never been a fan of that, that type of style of movie. I, I see what you're saying. However, I'm going to change topics just a bit. This might be Margot Robbie's best role. No, she was like, phenomenal. It, yeah, unbelievable. But, like, it correct. was this or I, Tanya, like has to be her best role in my opinion. I, this, is, this is no knock on any singular uh performance i thought all the performances were incredible including toby mcguire toby mcguire paid played whatever yeah. psychopath that was brilliantly um, i heard some rumor that it was supposed to be maybe one of the mansons that's what i heard too and it was kind of but it was like a once upon a time in hollywood kind of like oh yeah but do you know if giselle like confirmed that or anything no it was not it was you're just made to infer because it's it's okay. that time of hollywood when everybody was crazy and well, I'm, that time, that never well, ended. okay, all right, all right. Um, Have you seen Ezra Miller? <laughs> uh, yeah, go see The Flash, psych. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was from- Cast Grant Gustin. 
if you're a film, if you're a film critic, you're probably going to like that movie. I, 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 the way it was shot, the sound, everything about it was good. Um, but if you're just a regular Joe and I consider you can consider myself a regular Joe when I go see movies, not necessarily a critic. Um, it didn't really, it didn't really keep me entertained as much as I would have wanted it to. There were some phenomenal scenes. The scene where Margot Robbie is acting, uh, obviously she's acting. The character is acting like she's acting. You know what I'm talking about? She's yeah, the, yeah, the exactly. cries. She's on the bar. Well, um, like at the end of the day, that just shows how phenomenal Margot Robbie is correct. as an actress. Correct. Like, and, and I mean, there's, there's how many actresses can really cry on cue like that? Like maybe her and Anya Taylor Joy. No, yeah, it's it's a few. It's yeah. It's, but well, and that flashing back to what you just said though about how you're the average Joe movie watcher, I think that's one of the cool things that this podcast brings though is like i aspire to be a movie critic one day like i would absolutely love that and then we have elliot who's the average joe and then our boy andrew over here he's you know still a young buck he hasn't seen a whole lot of movies besides what i tell him to watch here and there so while ellie and i might have some rewatches for movies and andrew's gonna watch them for the episodes he gets a fresh take on it yep so i think that's gonna be something this podcast really brings to the table is having three very different takes 100 percent. which so, is why i think i enjoyed babylon more than you because i mean the score bangs 100 percent. 100 like i mean dude literally the other day i was at the gym and i had a new bench pr and i was listening to the soundtrack <laughs> that was a couple humble brags there that was good i oh, like yeah. that that was a good like for anyone listening for anyone for anyone listening to that he he casually slipped in that he set his personal record while listening to the soundtrack. It yeah, wasn't about it, that wasn't about the soundtrack. That was about his personal. That was about his personal record. <laughs> listen, listen to the uh, song off of the movie Coke Room and tell me you don't get amped. <laughs> I think it. I'm 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 looking at my score of it now. I believe I think I gave it like a seventy-two out of a hundred. Um, I think that's a fair score. And the end, the ending of the movie was incredible. Um, when I, I forget these characters' names, I've seen it so long ago. Um, uh, what's his name? He's watching. Basically, it was kind of like a trippy kind of thing. Um, it's a it's a montage of the future of Hollywood as this character sitting down in the theater, and he sees all of Hollywood, all the movies up until today, which kind of it was like a it broke the fourth wall type of thing. It was it was very very well done, very well done. Hold that thought real quick. I'm checking what I rated it. Here we go. This is great radio. This is, I work in the radio business and this is what we call <laughs> yes. great radio here. So I was right earlier. I gave it an 8.9 out of 10. Yeah. And I, and like I said, if you're a critic, if you're a critic, you are going to love that movie. If you are an average Joe, you are going to like a lot of it, but you are not going to fully be invested into all of it. Yeah. And dude, I honestly, it was my most anticipated movie of the year. And there was a good chunk of that movie, though, where I was like, this could possibly land in my top 20 favorite movies of all time, if not higher. Oh, wow. And yeah, I was loving it up until the Tobey Maguire scenes, because it just because that was the part that threw it off for me. And I understand there's some weird fuckers out there that might like it. Yeah. But just how he led them down to the real party and the real party was just some dude who was built like Brock Lesnar eating rats. And they were like feeding people to crocodiles. Yeah, that's when the movie lost me a little bit. 
But so this- I will say my absolute favorite scene in the movie had to be the ending when it flashed through. 100%. All the movies from like the 20s, it made Correct. me just know exactly why I love film and why I want to be in, well, why I want to get into like reviewing more. Correct. And I, and I, we both agree, Damien Chazelle, phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh, the fact that this movie is arguably his like worst movie and it's still rated this high is unbelievable. Yep. Yep. And, and it's no knock on the cast. It's no knock on the production. It's really no knock on Chazelle. I just think it oh, went too I long. Dude, I heard this uh, thing the other day about Chazelle. Do you know anything about his, like, background? No. So he was a Harvard student, and apparently he, like, uh, like hated college, but was just getting through to you, get the degree like everyone does. Or not everyone, <laughs> but a lot of people. And apparently he and his friend wrote the script for La La Land. Really? And Yeah, and because he had a passion for movies, but he didn't think it would get greenlit for how big the production would have to be and like, you know, how long it would be. So he needed a like starter movie. So he wrote Whiplash. <laughs> and Whiplash is, is going to be referred to as a classic in 20 years. You can't change my mind. And so, the, and I do know about Whiplash. Whiplash started out as a short, uh, a, a small movie. It was about, I think like a 15 minute movie. Um, and they okay. it did so well at I forget what film festival I think it was Sundance I, Sundance maybe um, and it did so well there they developed it into a full fledged movie yeah I got it right here it was only eighteen minutes yep I, and after and it, it got after it got picked up it became one hundred and seven so and that's by the way my personal favorite movie of all time that's it's, really yeah okay oh oh I yeah mean, I I don't hate that take I. Let's see. What did I rate? Good old Whiplash. Yep, it's got a nine point seven out of ten for me. I gave. I, I believe I gave it a nine point nine. So yeah. But the first, I, first words on my like actual review is a modern day masterpiece. Correct. Though, so, and I can we could go we can review that in another episode. But there's so many parts about it, I love it. The way Damien Honestly, Chazelle, if we review Whiplash, that might have to be a full episode. That might have to be Damien. The way Damien Chazelle captures emotions with his camera angles where you maybe don't see the whole face, but you see just enough of what's happening to fully understand what that character's feeling, but also kind of give you like, I want more. It's so good. It's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. Now, Kirk, if I'm wrong, have you seen La La Land? La La Land, yes. Beautiful movie. Okay. I, can't, I, I don't know why. I thought you said you hadn't. Okay. What he does with the colors that just the main characters are wearing. Yep. Unbelievable. Yep. And it's phenomenal. So I basically... Connor's more of the critic. He gave it a higher score. I'm more of the average Joe. I'm giving it more of a lower score, more calm score. You said you gave it an 89, Connor, 8.9? Yeah. So I gave it a 75. Andrew, do you watch it? I have not yet, no. Okay, all right. That's no big deal. So what we do here, we divide it by two. This is a this is the uh, the extra buttered, buttered popcorn podcast. Our score of this movie is an 82, 8.2 out of 10 for that movie. I mean, that's that's pretty solid. So that's what we can start doing as well. We average out our, all of our scores, and that's what we got. Yeah, and if you are checking into this podcast now, I do have our letterboxed up. You can get the link from it in our TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram bio, and all of our reviews and ratings will be up on there. I can't wait, I can't wait to see the clips that you guys are going to pull out of this on your, on your TikToks and all the YouTube. Also, uh, I'll make sure to put the, um, all the handles on the screen when you just said that, so you guys Let's can go. check it out. Let's yeah. go. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. All right. It's draft time. It's draft time, Connor. Oh, no, 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 no. 
No? We got one more movie to review. One more? Uh-oh. Yeah. Elliot's personal favorite movie of 2022 that I believe, I believe, I could be wrong, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. All right. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys later. Oh, here we go. Might be, might be the worst movie ever created. It might be. <laughs> you are so wrong. So this is, so Connor, Connor didn't tell me what this was going to be. He told me it was going to be something. This movie, I have a personal vendetta against. It is everything that's wrong with superhero movies today. Every single thing that's wrong with it. Such a bad movie. Wanda. It wasn't as bad as Elliot is leading you guys. Notice, 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 notice. Hear me. My turn. You did this to hear me rant. So here you go. Now I'm going to rant. Wanda played by one of the Olsen sisters. What's her name? Anybody know her name? Yeah. She was phenomenal in it. This is no knock on her. She was the very lone bright spot of that entire movie. Which might be like noted too that she started filming that movie two days after she finished WandaVision. So yep. she was she didn't even get out of character. I and she was pheno- she was excellent. She was phenomenal. The 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 villain arc of her was 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 delivered. It was prom- the, the promise was kept. Here's my issue with the entirety of the thing. It was, I believe, hyped up right after Spider-Man. If you remember Spider-Man No Way Home, yeah, big multiverse. This thing was advertised like a continuation of that. Everyone well, and I like, remember leaving like Spider-Man and just everything online was like, you thought that was good. You know, wait till Multiverse of Madness comes out. That's what I'm saying, dude. It was advertised as this next big multiversal project. You're going to get Spider-Man back. You're going to get Iron Man. You're going to get all these things back. They delivered on none of it. Yeah, you got Patrick Stewart. That scene was pretty cool when they broke his neck when, or when Wanda broke his neck. That scene was great. Other than that, the John Krasinski dialogue, that scene had to have been thrown in five minutes before they, they, had, they sent in that movie. Five minutes. He was, it was so stiff, his performance. The dialogue was horrible. I mean, to be not that this is justification at all. Do not take it as that. But he was just there as a fan cast. We knew that, it. That's my point. He, he knew it. So he wasn't going to deliver his, you know, A game. Uh, and, and that's fine. If, 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 like, there's other parts of that movie the multiverse of madness. We're going to go all throughout them. It's not, it wasn't that you saw like two multiverses. One of them had a bad, a poorly acted John Krasinski. And this is no knock on John Krasinski. I'm sure he was handed that script three minutes before it was sent or uh, the movie was finished. The story of the entirety, the, the, the script, the script was horrible. Anybody who defends that script was it, every time they tried to say a cuss word, it was like crap. Oh, poop. Oh, darn, darn it. Dang it. Dang flab it. Dang darn darn it, dang flab it. And it's like, dude, use some real dialogue. It's okay. Hey, that hey, it's a- you're the one who wanted to make this podcast PG 13, <laughs> all right? So that's I, what I would have been doing too. You can say shit. You can say, I watched Ant Man. They said shit. They said asshole. Quantum Mania was dog shit. Well, we, that's a different movie. My turn. My turn. <laughs> it, the whole thing was bad, man. I, you can go over that and you can say you kind of liked it. You liked Wanda. And that's 100%. That's props to everybody who liked Wanda because that's correct. But Doctor Strange did not play a good version of himself. No offense to ben- Benedict Cumberbatch. It's not his fault. It's that shit dog writing script. It's bad. It's bad writing. What was your thoughts on the piano fight? I mean, it's cool to a 10-year-old. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's... it's. I it's, enjoyed it. And I know many others who did. I... I it, was, it was beautiful visually, I guess, if you want to give it that. But the whole thing was silly. Zombie Doctor Strange, that CGI was horrible. 
the CGI third eye on Doctor Strange at the end of the movie, that's the worst CGI I've ever seen ever, period. There's nothing worse. There's not one single thing worse than that CGI eye. You obviously have not seen Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. No, I have not. You are correct. I have not seen Mega Shark versus the Octopus. I'm just saying, Giant if you look at all the Marvel movies, you look at all their scripts, you see all their character development, the new character they brought in, what was her name? America Chavez. Her script was horrible. Horrible. She was like, I believe, I think this is one of the lines. This was one of the lines. She was eating pizza and Doctor Strange said, don't eat so fast, you'll get a tummy ache. That was one of the lines in the movie, in the final product. I'm going to have to rewatch it to verify that. Go find it. Go find it. He says, don't eat you so fast, you'll get a tummy ache. Andrew, please throw that clip in here where, I, when you're putting yeah, this together. Because it, it was, I mean, it's truly horrible. And Am I overreacting to all the TikTok Marvel, all, all the Marvel stands that are going to come after me? Is it that bad? No, it's not. It's not the worst movie ever made. It's an exaggeration. But if you compare that movie to every single other Marvel movie, MC, let me rephrase, MCU movie, the dialogue you, doesn't, the, it's not close. You can do that with any Phase 5 movie outside of Shang-Chi no. and Wakanda Forever. No, Eternals dialogue was good. Everybody hates the Eternals. Eternals dialogue was good. I actually haven't finished the Eternals yet, so let me... Let me retract the, Eternal, the Eternals dialogue was an adult movie. People hated it because it was slow and they didn't say, oh, dang, every five minutes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the MCU writers that come after people like us. And here's the thing. I love the MCU. I love it. I love Dude, it. I, I used to, but I think my issue so much with Phase 4 is it was just content after content after content. Like, we were drowning it. Like, I... I didn't even keep up with the shows. I was just getting so like bored and overwhelmed at the same time. Like, yeah, they, they went they went too fast on the shows. They did too many at once. Um, for yeah, the most I heard Feige's pulling back on that. Uh, the, for the most part, the shows were very good. The I haven't seen Miss um, Marvel yet, uh, but the and She Hulk was bad. She Hulk was bad. If you want to correct, if you want, if I mean, I, I watched three episodes of She Hulk. I finished Falcon and Winter Soldier. Which I actually enjoyed more than most people, but I like I love Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought that I was trying to turn more... off my critic brain for that one just for that reason because genuinely I think my favorite MCU character is Winter Soldier. Yeah, no, I I agree. I that, I think that was good. But if you all of this connect, like the the TV shows all had good dialogue for the most part. Uh, are there silly things that happen in all these things? Yeah, it's super. We're dealing with people who can fly. Well, so whenever that happens, what? It's also the MCU. Like, Correct. they kind of ruin people with jokes. Because I remember the biggest complaint when the Batman came out last year was people were asking why there wasn't any jokes. Yeah, I, people need to stop with the joke stuff. I, jokes, there are, there are certain characters, a.k.a. Deadpool, who, who, are, who are just made to let it fly. And that's really the only way to, I mean, you can have jokes, of course, but it's like, you can't be like, oh, darn, oh, poop. You know, yeah. it has to be the like, MCU saw the success with it and they ran with it. I don't blame them, but I just don't. It's it's not landing like it used to. But this isn't like Iron Man humor. This isn't the Iron Man humor we saw in one, two and three of Iron Man. Well, I was going to say this isn't like one of the best jokes, in my opinion, in the MCU, just because it's like very small that no one talks about. But in the first Avengers, when Iron Man's first fighting Thor, yeah, he's like, doth mother know you weareth her drapes? Yeah. Like that cracked me up and still cracks me up to this day. That's yeah. I, there, there are good, there are good instances of jokes in the MCU. Dr. Strange showcased all the bad ones. 
They showcased all the wrong ones. I think I gave that movie out. I get, the thing with Multiverse of Madness is that it was, I think it was like two hours, five minutes runtime. A movie of that caliber needs to be 240 minimum because we didn't get to see the multiverse at all. Which None. That's what, dude, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying the whole time. It, it, it wasn't anything that it was advertised to be. It yeah. was Doctor if, Strange. If you want was, a good, was was a good multiverse movie, yeah. go watch Everything Ever All at Once. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And we'll review that, I'm sure, a different day as well. But it, oh, of course. My score, by the way, of, of WandaVision or WandaVision 2, Return of Doctor Strange, I give that movie a I give that movie a 38. That's a 3.8 out of 10, 38 out of 100. Let's see what I gave it. Oh, I never uh, logged it. All right. So I'm going to go off memory, but I'm going to put it on my rewatch list this week and we'll revisit next week when we sit down for a brief moment. But I, I'd probably give it 5.2. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Andrew, did you watch it? <laughs> nope. Okay, good. Andrew, don't watch it. Don't. <laughs> so, by the way, that's yeah. a combined score of 45, I think. Is that right? That sounds right. We're not a math podcast. It might be lower than that. 52 plus 38. Yeah, I was right. I was right. Good for me. I got my math wow. right on that one. Man, the one guy in here with a college degree. That's what we believe in. <laughs> um, okay, but that's our second review. So now it's time to draft, Connor. Hold on. All I right. got one more thing, though. With the Illuminati and Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Do you remember, like, I don't know if they said it was them, but, like, it was, like, almost Ultron bots walking around? No. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. I think it would have been super cool if they brought in Ultron, but, like, almost like a good version of him to be on the Illuminati. Because, I mean, think about how smart he was in that. Like, so, like, a good version of him would have been very cool to see and, like, knowing that he was kind of the one controlling them, walking around and everything. Also, this movie might have got a little extra love from me just because Rachel McAdams is in it. But Okay. All right. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it, again, is it the worst movie of all time? No, I exaggerate. Wanda, uh, I, I, Elizabeth Olsen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just call her Wanda. Um, she gave a brilliant performance. The rest of them yeah. did not. It was very uh, bad. It was very bad CGI. I don't know the actor's name, but I genuinely liked Wong in it. Wong was good. Wong was good. Yeah, Wong's always good. Um, also, I just got it. His name is Benedict Wong. There we go. There we go. Um, but yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. I won't go too much into it. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, trust me. You're going to get a similar rant from me when we bring up Quantum Mania in a further episode. There we go. I hated that movie. All right, buddy. Take My it. lowest You're... ranked MCU movie. And by the way, speaking of that, uh, I think I have Multiverse of Madness at my number 18. It's dead last for me, and it's not close. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm on the wrong list. No, on, on my actual MCU list, because I'm just on Marvel list right now it sits at a i think 22 area so it's it's fairly low like i think the only things above it is thor dark world quantum mania maybe thor one dark world is the only one that's close to it but it's (laughs) it's it's my last it's bad do you know the the first thor movie and the first cars movie are the same movie no they are i did not yeah, think about it, man. It's this hero character, you know, your antagonist or your protagonist. 
Here we go. That uh, thinks that they're above everyone else, that they cannot be beat till something really humbles them. And they go to this very small desert town of a population of what, 50 less. Yeah. And they meet some new friends. They find a love interest that teaches them how to be a better human until they finally are faced with something that they originally thought they were never going to be able to be beat, but they use this new knowledge that they had to beat the antagonist in the end. It's the same movie. All right. That's an interesting Cars take. executed better. That's a take. All right. We want to kick this draft? Yeah, let's do it. All you right. know what it is, Elliot? No, I don't. You didn't tell me. So uh, I don't know if you read the spreadsheet or not. So uh, I thought for our first draft, we would just keep it simple and do movies that we would consider perfect. Okay. Is this, okay. this is like opinion wise, like. I mean, like if Elliot comes out here and tells me that he thinks over the hedge is a perfect movie, I might argue a little. It is. It is. It's, it's funny. He says that that's number one. Oh, dude, have you seen the cast lineup for that movie? It's brilliant. RJ the raccoon, and he goes up and he tries to steal the bear's. Pr- I remember I want. I, I remember my addiction to Pringles started in that movie because that dude loved Pringles. I'm just happy I'm not the only one. Yeah. Because the sour uh, how many are we? Are we so are we snake drafting Connor? So what, what's what's the what's the what's the gameplay here? Uh well, let's leave it up to Andrew. Andrew, did you want in on this one? Or are you gonna you know just watch Elliot and I duel it out and you just commentate? Uh, you know what I'll. I'll give my takes on my my top movies that I that I okay. enjoy. Okay, so you're just gonna do the, your top movies. I like that. So we'll do. Yeah. So how about this? We do me me and Connor, and then we have wild card. Andrew comes in at the end and he gives his. Cool with me. Yeah. So uh, yeah, sounds good to me. But Elliot, so before how many how many are we right picking? Right? By how many, are we picking like five? Five is yeah. We'll do five. five. All right. But uh, Andrew used to keep a notes in like list in his phone of like yep. his top movies and he would try and like switch them out and forget. And I was like, dude, just download letterbox. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still have a list. I'm a TV show guy. Primarily. I still have a list on a Google doc. My top, I think I'm at 42 TV shows, my top one to 42 with a score on each of them. Damn. So See, I'm, I'm Andrew, 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 I'm with you. Andrew, I'm with you. He's there. Oh dude. I think we all started there at some point in time. I'm not shitting on Andrew at all. <laughs> Also, if anybody says Citizen Kane, you can leave. So if anybody here says Citizen Kane's the best movie of all time, you can just leave because it's not. I I will not. You get for you want to do rock, paper, scissors to see who goes? I was thinking uh have Andrew, you know, uh tell Siri to flip a coin or something. No, Andrew, pick a number one through ten. Okay, yeah. I'll pick I'll pick three. No, no, no. You no, you don't (laughs) tell us, Andrew. You're not supposed to tell us. I knew I was I was testing you guys to make sure you ever paying attention. Oh, okay. I appreciate I knew- that, man. Honestly, right, Elliot new- does An- be slipping. Andrew, Andrew, new number, but don't tell us. Then me and Connor will each guess. Not the number. Okay, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go one. I'm gonna go six. Connor was closer. The number was nine. All right, this is rigged. It's already rigged. Don't worry, Elliot. I don't know how many of ours are actually gonna line up. I don't. I doubt. I doubt. Not. I, I would say not many. Okay, so I'm going to come out with a little uh, hot take, but it's a movie I consider flawless. Okay. Silent of the Lambs. That, that's not a hot take. That's a, good, that's a good take. That's a great movie. That's a phenomenal movie. Yeah, but I know a lot. I don't think a lot of people would take that number one if we're talking flawless movies. But yeah. That, in maybe, my opinion. 
maybe not number one, but I would say it's still it's still it's still a very 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 good movie. It won Best Picture, so yeah. And Anthony Hopkins got an Oscar for it, and he was only in the movie for fifteen minutes. That's crazy. That is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, my number one. It's obvious. It's Whiplash. From start to from start to finish, I was close to taking Whiplash just to piss you off. From start to finish, Whiplash is a perfect movie. I yeah, it's so good. J.K. Simmons is hands down the best supporting actor working currently. One hundred percent. Honestly, maybe of all time. Yep. All right, number two. I'm going with the easiest pick for this draft. Give me the Godfather. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. Uh, Godfather, not much to say. It's 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 a it's a classic. My Search grandma and grandpa top still- five movie of all time list. You won't see the Godfather not on that list. Nope, you're you are correct. Um, mine, my next one, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, you bitch. Shawshank Redemption. It's it's obvious one of the best performances yeah. of all time by Morgan Freeman. I mean, most people argue what's like number one is Godfather or Shawshank. Those yeah. are the two two arguments that was my next pick i didn't there we go i didn't think i was gonna get round three but i thought we gotta do a vote on the tiktok can we do a vote can we have like ours side by side and see who wins because i I think my list is gonna my list is gonna beat yours i'm not about that (laughs) i i think i I think it depends on who our audience is you're going with a lot of fan favorites i'm going with some of the most classic movies of all time like my next pick one of the most flawless you knew I had to take it. Jaws. Yep. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. You knew I had to take that with my love for sharks. And honestly, that movie doesn't even, you know, I don't love that movie just because it's a shark. No. <laughs> Frankly, I should hate it because of the negative stereotype that it gives sharks. But there's never been a movie and there may never be a movie again that impacts an entire generation like Jaws did. I would I would but, probably say you're right on that. Like my parents tell stories as they were scared to get in their swimming pool. Like <laughs> I there there's some parts of Jaws I, I kind of find to be outrageous, kind of nonsensical. But for I obviously it's a it's a big shark that take obvi- I I'm aware of what's happening in the movie. But I do I do think there's some there's some criticism. I think it kind of I think it kind of lags a little bit. There's parts of that movie that lag, I feel. I understand. I For me, I think it's flawless, especially for the time that it came out. Like I said before, the impact it had on everyone. I think the script is almost perfect. There's definitely some parts that, like you don't need, but, you know, it was also 70s movies, you know, that's yep. what they do. So, yeah, yep. that's, that's for sure my number three lock. All right. Number my number three. We're going Pulp Fiction. <sighs> Pulp Fiction. Phenomenal phenomenal one of the best lines of i i'm gonna what what's the, what's the what's the bible verse that samuel l says it's one the it's one, one of my have, favorite the one i have tattooed on me Do you have a tattooed on you 17. i don't have the whole verse but on my thigh i have 25 17 right, <laughs> ab- right above that i have lieutenant aldo rain's knife and just above that i have uh hattori hanzo's logo from kill bill <laughs> all right all right you're up I- I also have it memorized, so you know maybe I'll uh, recite that one day on this show. <laughs> I don't know if I can deliver it with the power that Samuel L. Jackson delivered it with, but 
you would not be no i can promise you you would not be able to say it the way samuel L. jackson <laughs> oh did. yeah no no one can all right number four i got some options left on my board Andrew, pick a number, one or two. Am I supposed to tell you this number? Yeah. I'll go with one. You go with one? All right. I'm taking what may be the best animated movie of all time, Spirited Away. Spirited Away? What the hell is that? You've never <laughs> seen Spirited Away? What the hell is that? My God. I'm with amateurs. So, Andrew, what is that? Don't ask me, man. I have never seen it. Amateur. So- Go ahead, tell us about it, Connor, because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. All right. So it's a Miyazaki film, so it's Japanese animation. And essentially, it's this uh, girl and her parents, and they're moving to a new house. And on the way to the house, they like font or their dad almost wrecks um, on like a concrete pillar, and they like get out and they like walk through this tunnel right in front of it. They find out they're right next to an amusement park, but it looks to be abandoned. But they just keep exploring and uh, their parent or her parents find some fresh food out and they just like start calling for someone. No one's there. So they just start eating. You know, they're like, they're going to come back eventually. We'll pay them then. Well, I've, all of a sudden you start to see a transformation. Her parents turn into pigs. Okay. And she doesn't realize, but she's been why this amusement park is abandoned is because they all turn into spirits after a certain time in the day. And there's, and they all like hate humans, like they can smell them. And so only one person there has figured out how to like get rid of like that scent. And he comes and rescues her and she has to figure out her way through the spirit world to get her parents back to like human form. And it is, it's so beautifully filmed. The script is phenomenal. And they have both English and Japanese versions on HBO Max, which I think you have. It's definitely worth the watch any Miyazaki film is worth the watch. All right. That's your number four? Yeah, I think I rated that movie a 9.8 out of 10. And I know there's other movie reviewers I follow on TikTok and Twitter. They've given it a 10 out of 10 even. That's fair. I'll have to check it out. That's definitely, it's going to have to be added to my list. I'm doing some research right now on my phone. Um, My number four is The Social Network. What do you mean, oof? What was that? So I need, I've been told. Was, have you not watched over, it? No, I have. I've been told over and over I need to rewatch it because I watched it for the first time probably in 2019, 2020, before I was like super into reviewing movies and paying so close attention to them all. And I remember, I'm not a big fan from my memory, but I've had the host of Raiders of the Lost podcast tell me that I definitely need to go rewatch it because they were the same way. And they said on rewatch, they realized how good of a movie it was. It's it's one of the best from like uh, from from the, I forget who did who did the soundtrack of that movie, but it's just haunting. Some of the scenes where you see um, Zuckerberg or Jesse Eisenberg in this case, where you where he's just like pure, just a robot. When this guy is just so out of touch with emotions, it's almost like he's evil to a point. And that's the way they portray him. Obviously, there's some there's some truth questions as to what it actually happens the way it happened um but as are most historical fiction type um movies but the way that movie was shot 
the acting, the dialogue, every I mean, part of Andrew that Garfield is one of my favorite actors. Andrew and Garfield was he was phenomenal. phenomenal in that. I do remember that. Specific. Eisenberg, Eisenberg was I, Eisenberg should have won an Oscar for that performance. That was it was so good. It was so Honestly, powerful. I think I think the only thing I haven't liked Eisenberg in is Batman versus Superman. Well, yeah, and that was a horrible casting. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just looked it up for you. So Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the score for that movie. That was their first movie. Yep. As it so, should be. As it should be. It's it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah, no. I mean, well, what's crazy is you think someone who's a seasoned and such a great director as David Fincher would have, you know, maybe gone with a veteran, but that's awesome that he went with, you know, first-timers. Yeah. They impressed him that much. Yep. Number five, and or Connor, last one, baby. I'm going to go with another one I don't think either of you have seen, uh, and that is Life is Beautiful. And let me tell you, nothing's beautiful about this movie <laughs> it dude this movie elliot you know me i don't cry no you do not i don't i don't think i've ever watched this movie without crying i'm looking at i've never seen it i'm looking at it now so it's an italian movie oh i have seen this i have seen this yeah i i haven't it seen is, the movie but i've seen clips of it i've it's, it's very heart-wrenching sad. this is where he acts like he's he's for his kid he's acting happy to be there yeah, okay. and for anyone who doesn't know, the movie takes place like during the Holocaust. So okay, yeah, that's it will, that. It will pull on your heartstrings. Yep. All right, that's a fair one. Um, and my number five, it's a new movie, but I think it didn't make a mistake. I th- I was so entertained by it. I thought it would it it, it made me cry. Nineteen seventeen. Really? I thought I thought nineteen seventeen was a perfectly made movie. There That's was not Nolan one film, flaw. Right? What? Is that Nolan? Or is Dunkirk um, Nolan? Let me look it up. 1917, there was nothing bad about 1917. The way it was shot, the characters, the emotional depth. Obviously, everybody remembers the, the famous scene where, um, I forget which one. Is it is it Schofield or Blake? I forget which one. He's running through the fire to try to deliver the message. Um, I, don't, I don't remember who, but yeah, no. Sam Mendes. Sam Sam Mendes directs it. Okay, so Nolan is Dunkirk then. Yes. Yes. Um, but it was a perfect. It was a perfectly made movie. I, I I thought if you rewatched that movie, Connor, have you seen it? Yeah. Andrew, have you seen it? It is on my watch list. There we go. Um, it's it's perfectly made. I if you go and rewatch that movie, I didn't think there was one thing they could have done better. Okay, I might have to get that one to rewatch too. Like, I posted a TikTok the other day, like of my watch list, you know, scrolling behind me as I was explaining it. And there's like some on there that people are like, oh, have you never seen it? And I'm like, I have, but they're just on there so I can review it or Correct. remember, like, you know, how good it was. Correct. Because I mean, I honestly, okay, so you have any honorable mentions? Um, I, I'm trying to, Prisoners is on my honorable mention. Really? Prisoners was okay. very good. Oh, it's so good. I think I gave it a 9.8 out of 10. Yeah, Prisoners is unbelievable. Django Unchained is really high up there. The Green Book is phenomenal. The Green Book. I haven't seen that one. Green Book, it won Best Picture. I forget what year it was. It won Best Picture. Okay. Uh, uh, Off the top of my head, I'm not thinking of a ton. The one with uh, Jack Nicholas and Tom Cruise, A Few Good Men. Oh, yeah. That one's on there. Jack Nicholson, not Nicholas. What did I say? Jack the golfer? Did I say the golfer? My bad. Yeah. Sports brain. Sports brain took over on that one. 
Um, the movie Arrival is pheno- is is oh. phenomenal. When are people going to start recognizing Jeremy Renner as one of the best actors of the 21st century? He, but yeah, but he's he's a kind of a weirdo. Remember, he made that app all about himself, and it was called Jeremy Renner app. And basically, he <laughs> just posted pictures trying to get Jeremy Renner to say something to you. Yeah. So yeah. he's kind of a strange guy. By the way, we're praying for his uh, recovery. I believe he's still yeah. in recovery from that accident. But I mean, arrival it's a was oh, that he lived. Correct. Arrival was phenomenal. I mean, dude, if we're talking Jeremy Renner films, you have to bring up the town. Uh, the town is the town is very good. I and those are my probably my list. I would have come in more prepared, honestly, if if I if I had known what we were doing. That was my right. bad. Check check the spreadsheet next time. I, I'll check the spreadsheet next time. I, but I but I, I thought our both of our lists are very good. I think I think yeah. we'll be I think it'll be close. Andrew, what have you got, kid? Hold on, hold on. I still got some of my honorable mentions. Well, I want to go to Andrew first. That's fair. All right, Andrew. Andrew, go first. Andrew, okay. yeah, yeah. We haven't heard from Andrew in a little bit. Let's get my, it. My my number one. On my all-time favorite movie, Connor, I'm sure you know what this is. I'm sure you know that you are going to like it, just based yeah, off of who it's directed by. Uh, it's Inglourious Bastards, directed by Tarantino. Um, yep, good movie. Great I, movie. I love Such a great movie. The, there's not just by of like it being a war movie, because I, I love war movies. That's like my top thing. But just like the comedy scenes in it are top tier. And like, that you can tell that they're not trying too hard for it to be a comedic movie. They're just well, throwing in the scenes where, oh, that, that kind of made you giggle a little bit. Um, on the topic of Inglorious Bastards, you know one of my favorite scenes or like parts of that movie is the opening. I'm sure scene. We, both, we all remember the scene in the beginning where the colonel first shows up at the guy's house. Yep. And his three daughters are in there. He, when he shakes their hand and introduces them, he always grabs their wrist to check their pulse to see if they're hiding something. Yep. I, that, the opening scene of that movie is one of the best opening scenes probably ever. And they say no good story starts with a glass of milk. That's, that's right. Andrew, continue, <laughs> kid. Um, number two on my list. Um, it's a movie directed by David Leach. I hope I didn't butcher oh, that. Yeah. You, you pronounced it right. Uh, uh, and it's Bullet Train. I mean, such a fun watch. <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, That's quote, one of my favorite movie theater experiences. I quote it daily, uh, like just <laughs> like your um, diesel. Yeah, like it's it's a great watch. Highly recommend it. Um, that's number two on my list. Moving on to number three, I know me and Connor both agreed on it. We both went to see it in theaters. Uh, what kind of forever? Black Panther. Um, I would agree. Are, I would agree. Are we all it, are we all on the same page that we think it's better than the first one? One hundred percent. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I think it's a beautiful movie. Um, I think the visuals on it looked great. Uh, the ending they tied it so well just to go right into a no, a new movie. Uh, oh yeah, and Namor might be a top three MCU villain. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I just think it's 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 a it's a great movie. It's great to watch. Um, I just think it's, I, I I think it's a great movie. It's, yeah, I completely agree. Um, Elliot, this is gonna this is gonna make you happy. Um, Here we go. Number four on my list is another Tarantino movie, and it is Django Unchained. It's the right take. It's the right take. Good job. Um, Honestly, those two are very. You could argue they're his best. 
I love, love this movie. Um, and it's rated a 4.2 on Letterboxd. So, like, just like you said, it, it could be rated as his, one of his best movies ever. And again, I haven't seen all of his movies. Um, I have seen a, quite a few of them being You're since welcome. You're the one showing me the movies. Um, Look, but yeah, man, I think it's I a great movie. I love me some Tarantino in my life. <laughs> now, this one, I don't believe that either one of you two have seen it. I could be wrong for Elliot, but it is a movie called Blue Story. No, and I'm not. It's a it's a He's UK been trying based to get movie. me to watch this. I have. It's a it's a UK based movie, and just to like give you a little bit of a rundown on it, it's pretty much um, this guy um, moves into a new town in the UK. And he just, like, he's already, like, affiliated with, like, the gangs, like, all, like, violence and all that stuff. And he makes a, he makes a friend, and they're, like, super close, always have each other's back. And then uh, the main character meets this girl, and then... Always just, the women. And then a bunch of things happen. They end up, the best friends end up, like, going at it um so it's like west side we got a west side story kind of movie here right it's a it's right it's a a very similar yeah it's a great movie uh like i said it's a uk-based movie it's i i feel like it's a great watch so if you ever have time 90 minute movie it's a it's a great movie it's only check that out 91 minutes it's a great movie i might have to check that out tonight it's a great movie that is my that is my five yeah that's that's a good five that's I'm happy time. I've been shaping you into a Tarantino stand like myself. <laughs> Connor, go All ahead. Right, so uh, some of my honorable mentions for that. Um, this also may be a hot take, but Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's the greatest comic book movie of all time. It's a good movie. You cannot change my mind. Um, I almost went with my Star Wars standism. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is a flawless movie yep there's an argument it's the best movie of all time that would have played yeah uh clockwork orange is very controversial but i find it i find it flawless uh very fucked up very fucked up yeah (laughs) don't watch that if you're sensitive um i don't i don't want to put it up in the flawless movie but it shaped movies for years to come and that's casablanca it's fair um Raiders of the Lost Ark really crossed my mind. Those are just a few for now. I I so I, I've added a couple here. Groundhog Day is one of mine. Really? Um Groundhog Day is phenomenal. We have the original Jurassic Park, I thought was very, very I well thought done. about that. We have Goodwill Hunting. We left off. Goodwill Hunting Good is phenomenal. Hunting is my favorite movie of all time. I'm not a Forrest Gump guy, but you could say Forrest Gump. I'm so indifferent on Forrest Gump. We're going to have to do an episode about that. Probably. Uh, comedy wise, I'm trying to think of any great comedies. Super bad. Um, I don't think there's a funny, funnier comedy than The Hangover. Um, really? Huh. It, it's so fun. The Hangover is so good. The Hangover is oh, so outrageously good. And it should have been a standalone movie. Correct. I, I agree. I never even saw number three, and I really have no want. And Moneyball. Moneyball was my other one. Moneyball was a phenom- Moneyball is the best sports movie of all time. Correct. Correct. The correct take. And honestly, he didn't do anything crazy in it, 
but you could argue it's one of Brad Pitt's best, if not his best role. Yeah. For me, I think I'd probably give it to his role in seven. I haven't seen that, but yeah, I, I, Oh dude, it's so good. Him and it's where what's in the box comes from. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Him and Morgan Freeman are the leads in that. All right. I got to check that one out too. We got to, we got to, we got a bunch of movies. I got to check out after this, man, we're going to have to make our own buttered popcorn watch list. That's <laughs> I'm sure we will. I'm sure this will all, this is the first episode. I have, fir- I have one honorable mention. Go ahead. That- that I've seen so far scrolling through my list. It's um, 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. That's a good one. Oh, I feel dude, like so much. It was, it was undershadowed by American Sniper and Lone Survivor. Yeah. While those Lone movies Sniper are great on their own, I think 13 Hours is the best of the three. Um, a second one that I have, you two, I, I know you guys aren't huge on the, the, the horror movies. Um, but for the, the, the horror viewers that we have, one of my all-time favorite horror movies, which might be a hot take, uh, it's called Haunt. It's uh, co-directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, another 90-minute movie, short watch. But the scenes in it, like, it, you don't know. You have no idea what's going to happen next. It throws you for so many turns. The, this, the, the death CGIs in it are, like, top tier. Okay like great it's it's a great watch um and it's not one of those it's more of a thriller more than it is uh a horror um see i can get behind thrillers a lot so it's like i feel like for i feel like for you it would be a great watch other yeah than, other like, than i love clown. a good thriller but like stuff like the conjuring mm-mm. well other yeah, than I, the clown, there's clowns in haunt so i don't know how you're how you feel I, I'm, I'm out of there <laughs> i i i horror movies are a different genre to me there can be some phenomenal horror movies i i just think it's so much of a gimmick it leans into its gimmick a little too far where it kind of sometimes and i'm not saying it's that for that movie but sometimes yeah. it takes away from it being a movie a part to a martin scorsese quote uh amusement park ride amusement park ride one yeah. thing i will say though with the few horror movies i have seen what i love that the horror movie genre does is they always bring in like brand new actors that you don't yep. really know anything about like yeah you're never, you're never going to see a Schwarzenegger, a Harrison Ford, a Brad Pitt, an RDJ in a horror movie. Like, they always get actors at the beginning of their career, like Jenna Ortega and Scream. Yep. I get she's gotten all this clout after being an ex in Pearl and Wednesday, which she bodied the role of Wednesday. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, I have a have, huge list of horror movies that I've seen. Like, this list, I'm pretty sure I have 20 to 30 movies in here. Well, yeah, and that's one of the. That's another great thing about the three guys we have on this podcast is Andrew, our horror movie guy, hundred percent. I'm good. I don't need to watch any. <laughs> I, 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 I lean towards Connor's opinion in that. I'm not a. I, I don't like being scared, but I do love thrillers. I love being thrilled. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah the, but you know what? Maybe maybe one night, Elliot, you roll on over here. We throw up. Just a horror movie on my projector, and we all just spoon for some comfort. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, boys. Well, is that a wrap for the first episode? I think that's a. I think that's a first episode wrap. It's a wrap. I think that was pretty solid. All right, we will catch you guys next week, boys. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor, as always.
Here's to looking at you, kid. <laughs>